It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. And I believe, nope, yesterday on Crossover Wednesday, I did wear blue. I was going to say I made it through the whole week without wearing the Bengals opponent's colors as I'm wearing orange today, but I did wear blue, Lions blue yesterday. doesn't matter. The Bengals should win this game either way. But before we get to how they should win this game and how by by what margin perhaps they should win this game let's quickly hit on the injuries on thursday it's not all good news in fact there are a couple pretty concerning things here one of them is joe mixon went from a limited participant in practice to a non-participant on thursday this could just be load management but generally you don't like to see guys go from limited to non-participants and the same is true for current projected starting right guard deontay smith who would be filling in for jackson carmen He tweaked his knee, apparently, in Wednesday's practice, according to Brian Callahan. But before practice, it seemed like Callahan was pretty confident that Deontay Smith would be back at practice on Thursday. Turns out he was not. A couple other quick injury updates to hit before we talk about Deontay Smith and the right guard problem, James. Trey Hopkins upgraded from a non-participant in practice to a limited participant. Mike Thomas continues to be a limited participant with his ankle injury. And Quentin Spain and Darius Phillips both upgraded to full participants as Joe Burrow remains a full participant in practice with his voice rest, his uh, throat rest, whatever you want to call it, with the throat contusion. But the big the big one here, because I think Joe Mixon's still going to play, maybe he's somewhat limited again this week, is Deontay Smith and right guard. Because if Deontay Smith can't go, there are no guards on the Bengals' 53-man roster to to play that spot. And you're asking a guy to either move a position or you're calling somebody up from the practice squad, which I think is less likely. Yeah, I mean, you're talking Trey Hill or Fred Johnson or Fred Johnson or Trey Hill at whatever order you want to put it in. That's who you're talking about. And that's just brutal because we've seen Fred Johnson at guard and albeit it was with a different coaching staff. But last year when he played guard, it was it was something called whiff city and you don't want your guards whiffing. And that's what happened week two against the Browns last year, I remember it very vividly, as I think a lot of Bengals fans, and I'm sure you do as well, Jake. Um, So, yeah, would it be Trey Hill? Okay, well, does it excite you to have a sixth-round rookie who's really just your backup center? Yeah, he's gotten some reps at guard, but is that exciting? That's scary to me, too. And Deontay Smith alone was a, a bit scary because of the unknown. And so if he can't play or if he plays and he's not 100%, then what is going on here with this right guard spot? And, you know, regardless of who plays there on Sunday, assuming Jackson Carmen, and I don't expect him to, by the way, get off, uh, in, assuming he doesn't get off the COVID-19 reserve list, you're talking about your third right guard in six games. That's a lot. That's a lot of turnover from the, the worst position on the offensive line. And if it's not, it's the guy you mentioned that it was a limited participant on Thursday and Trey Hopkins at center as he's still trying to get his – 
his swagger back, so to speak, following that ACL tear in, in January. And having a, a revolving door at right guard with young guys specifically or inexperienced guys like a Fred Johnson who didn't play a lot of guard, either one, like that's that's tough. That's even, even more pressure, puts more pressure on Trey Hopkins. And if I'm any team, that's where I'm attacking regardless of who's in there, whether it's Deontay Smith, whether Jackson Carmen comes back because they, they attacked him last week and it worked. Uh, the Packers did. So I, I would, uh, I would attack those two spots and make the Bengals show that the center and right guard can hold up and hold their own with twists, stunts and everything in between. And the Packers actually didn't really do anything complicated that beat those guys. Those guys pretty much mostly there were a couple like twisted blitzes. There's one, play where the line shifts left and Hopkins is late getting back right. There's a couple like a delayed blitz. There's a couple kind of tactical things there, but for the most part, these guys, Jackson Carmen in particular was just losing straight up on his own. The good news is Detroit's defensive interior is not terribly scary. And we'll talk about this in a few minutes, but like Aleem McNeil, a rookie that I like is a rookie who hasn't been great in his time in the NFL. He probably will be a good player. He can certainly flash. And if he flashes at the wrong time, that could be a Joe Burrow sack. Levi Onzariki, a guy that we talked about a lot in the pre-draft process, also hasn't really figured it out yet as a pass rusher in the NFL. The Lions slowly ramping up his snaps from 10 in week two to 20 last week against Minnesota in week five. But the Lions, just looking at them as a team, are incredibly injured. And so if you're worried that the Bengals are missing a couple guys, Listen to the guys that are not going to be playing or likely, at least likely, won't be playing for the Lions this week. Frank Ragnow, the best, arguably, center in the league. Quintez Cephas, their best wide receiver. Tyrell Williams, the other wide receiver they brought in in free agency. Taylor Decker, although he has been designated to return from IR, it sounds like uh, Penny Sewell is still getting most of the reps at left tackle with Decker getting some reps at left tackle, which to me suggests Penny Sewell is preparing to play left tackle this week. Tyrell Crosby, another offensive lineman and Jamal Williams went from a limited participant to a non-participant in practice as well. So there's a running back for Detroit. Who's been pretty good this year. Doesn't sound like he's going to play this week on defense. Romeo Aquara, their best edge rusher. Jeff Akuda, one of their best, if not their best corner. I know he had a rough rookie year, but uh, Ife Melifanwu, the rookie, Deshaun Hand. And then those guys aren't playing. A couple other guys that probably well play, but have been hurt this week in practice and are limited. TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Smith, Trey Flowers. And uh, that's pretty much all their good players. Not Trey Flowers. What's his name? The uh, the defensive lineman, the, the edge rusher for Detroit. Am I forgetting? Am I getting his name wrong? I mean, the Bengals just claim Trey Flowers, so it can't oh, be yeah. Trey so, so what? What's his name? There's two Trey Flowers. His, is his name Flowers? is also Trey Flowers. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> Come well, on. There you go. He, he was. He was there. We're uh, leaving uh, this in, by the way. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know that, we are. That 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 says how much I give a damn about the Lions' defense, which we'll get into <laughs> at some point during this. Um, but I guess it's a good segue before we get into breaking down the game into Trey Flowers, the Bengals Trey Flowers, which who knows if he plays Sunday, but Cincinnati claimed Trey Flowers to replace Trey Waynes at least for a few weeks. The 6'3", 203-pound beast of a cornerback that some are excited about while others aren't. Uh, either way, 
the Bengals bolster their secondary depth a little bit by bringing in a guy who's made 40 starts over four years um, for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. What, so, what are people excited about? Um, I think that the fact that, look, moves are exciting. So you have an injury and then you bring someone in. That's exciting. Let me tell you what I think about Flowers and, right. and what he's going to be because he's 6'3", 203, and – I've seen a lot of the coverage stats and our good buddy, Joe Goodberry, not excited about the, the addition from a, you know, pure, he's not that good of a player standpoint. And I get all that. And look, if he was that good, it's not like the Seattle defense is the Legion of boom They're You know, they're the Legion of eh right now in Seattle. They're the second so, worst defense in the NFL. So I get all that. I think the reason the Bengals brought him in, is what's the one thing we were talking about with Sands earlier this week that stands out about that cornerback room and that secondary? They're going to hit you, and they're going to tackle well and all of that stuff. And I bet you Lou Anarumo looked and was like, 6'3", 203 versus, and I'm not being mean to Eli Apple, I swear, man, you are a first-round pick. I'm never going to be a first-round pick, even in a sports writer fantasy league or podcaster fantasy league. So props to you. Eli Apple isn't this physical dog that's going to just tackle whoever is coming in his way. So maybe that's the edge. That's the advantage is, yeah, it's this it's guy who's going to get burning coverage. But when we need him to come up and make a hit on Lamar Jackson in, in week seven, uh, you know, maybe he can do that. Or maybe we need him to hit insert whatever running back we're talking about. Uh, you know, he can do that. So that's uh, that's my glass half full approach and uh, why he might be able to, to beat out Eli Apple for that fourth spot at some point. Yeah. I mean, very interchangeable players to me. I prefer corners who can cover. That's why I like Cheeto Bayabuzia. He can cover and tackle. You get best of both worlds there. So uh, the Lions very injured, as you can all tell, very confident in the Bengals' chances to win this game. But we should still talk keys to the game. And we'll start on the offense, as we always do, coming up next. The Bengals are a road favorite on Sunday. I'm going to say that again because it hasn't happened much during the Zach Taylor era. The Bengals are a road favorite on Sunday in Detroit. And if you like their chances of beating the crap out of the Lions, you need to get the betonline.ag and make a wager right now. Or maybe you think it's the other way and it's going to be the Jared Goff aerial show, which also you can wager on. Maybe you like Jamar Chase's chances to win offensive rookie of the year. He is the new favorite. So many prop bets, so many game bets, so many things you can make money on at betonline.ag. So no matter the sport, whether it's UFC, the NBA, which is right around the corner, or the NFL, as we're in midseason, almost midseason, you need to head to betonline.ag right now. Sign up, and when you do, use promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So go there now, betonline.ag, promo code Locked On, and get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, James. So I think my position on the winability of this game is pretty clear at this point. And so 
My first key for this offense is get right. And it's not even really a key to the game. It's just what I want to see out of this game is we talked last year about the Bengals being a get right team and needing to stop being a get right team for other teams this year. And, and I know that these guys are playing hard and biting kneecaps or whatever in Detroit, but this is a depleted roster without a lot of skill. This is a, a team that doesn't have like anything at corner. The pass rush without uh, Romeo Aquara is is Romeo Aquara? Julian Aquara is hurt. Romeo Aquara is hurt. Romeo, yeah, you without good. Without their best pass Romeo, rusher, Romeo Aquara. We're out there, Romeo. Okay, got it. Th- there's no teeth to this defense. And so when I'm thinking about this Bengals offense, like you should be able to run the ball on this team. I, I know they still have, you know, Trey Flowers, the the not Bengals Trey Flowers playing well against the run. Uh, looks like they have Jalen Reeves Maven playing some okay run defense. But like there's nobody on this defense that scares you. And so you should be able to run the ball and you should be able to throw the ball. You should be able to do whatever you want. And you should go do what James Rapine thinks you should have done all year and put up 30 points comfortably and make it look like you have a an offense that'll shut PFF Seth up because I know some of our listeners were mad at PFF Seth yesterday. And uh, this is a good week to prove that they have the pieces and can put it together on offense. You're 100% right. Look, if this offense is going to be anything like I expected it to be. They need to go to Detroit, and I don't care if it's sore throat, bruised throat, doesn't matter. They need to throw the ball and run the ball down the Lions' throats, and they should be able to do it. And if they can't, then, man, we tell people to ring the bell on uh, on YouTube. I'm going to be ringing the the alarm, the, the oh, my God, I can't believe Zach Taylor can't get it, or whatever it is. Burrow can't get it done on the road or, you know, this offense isn't as good as we thought because they should just dominate offensively in a game like this. And I think they should dominate offensively every week. There's very few weeks where I don't think that they should be able to put up points early and often. And so when we talk about keys, my key against an 0-5 team that's going to bite your kneecaps and be all aggressive is very simple, Jake. Score early and early, early, early. I want to see this needs to be like at Indy last year where they hang a 21 burger in the first half or in the first quarter. It needs to be that like that where it's just you guys are 0 and 5 and we want to go to the playoffs and we're sick of hearing about how you guys are playing so hard. We're going to play hard because we're legit. And look, am I saying they're going to be up 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter? That's eh, hard to do. But my expectations are high for this offense I, each and every week. And I'm so sick of these third and shorts and these non-scripted or the these scripted plays not going anywhere. All right, Zach. All right, Brian. All right, Joe. All right, Dan Pitcher. Let's get it going now. This is the week. On the road, you have to do the silent cadence anyway, so the, the throat thing shouldn't matter. I, and I asked uh, Brian Callahan about you know the hurry-up stuff. You know what? You should never really have to hurry up because you should be up by so damn much on that final drive before the, the second quarter uh, ends that you're like, eh, do we need to hurry up here? I don't know if we're going – I'm being you know a little tongue-in-cheek there, but they should be putting up a ton of points on Sunday. Expectations are high. If they don't score a season high in points, even if they win, Jake, I'm going to be a disappoint, disappointed. So 27. If they can't get to 30, I'm going to be disappointed. 
I think this is a worse team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, I thought, was a team the Bengals should have done similar things to. This is what the Detroit Lions are doing in passing defense. They've given up nearly 75% of passes thrown as completion. 74.8% passes thrown against them have been completed. 1,345 yards, which is more passing yards than the Bengals have. For 14 and a half yards per catch, they've given up more touchdowns than they have passes defensed. So, you know, what what are they doing in, in pass defense? They have no corners. Jeff Jeff Akuda, as I mentioned, is hurt, and the guys that are playing for them in coverage, Amani Arui is one of them. I can't really say his name, so apologies. AJ Parker playing a lot of coverage snaps for them. Bobby Price at corner. Like all of these guys are getting pretty routinely torched. And giving up touchdowns, the one solid player in the secondary is safety Tracy Walker, who I admit I haven't heard of. He was a third-round pick in 2018, but has, like, really, really good PFF grading. So we'll see how much he can do to disrupt the game. He's a free safety, uh, much like Jesse Bates in that sense. But I don't even know if he's getting a full set of snaps every game. So... We'll see what kind of impact he can make from from that high safety position against this team. But again, if, if you're looking for run stuffers, I can't really find any. If you're looking for pass rushers, few and far between. If you're looking for guys that can cover, I, I don't see them. So when the offense is on the field, just like you're saying, James, if, if they don't put on a show, going to be a little bit disappointed for sure. Yeah, and, and that's... Look, it's because we can't name a guy, right, on their defense. I don't know if the Bengals' defense is elite, by the way, but I can name guys on that defense. And I think up in – you know, the Lions can name guys on that defense. You know, if you ask any normal football fan that pays semi-close attention, you'll know someone on the Bengals' defense. And that's the thing. You don't really know anyone on the Lions. We literally – I looked at you dead serious like, no, the Bengals just claimed Trey Flowers. 10 minutes ago, I said that to you because I didn't realize there was a trade with the Y flowers on the lines. And now that you say it, it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. Play for the time, Patriots was like pretty good yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And he's just a holdover from the old regime now. I totally get it. But like that's where it's at. So if that's where it's at and you have the fifth pick in the first pick in the 33rd pick in uh, what was Boyd? The 53rd pick, maybe? I might be off on that. All these first and second round picks, Joe Mixon, who I do think is going to play, like you said, 46th pick. All these guys, I think it was 48th, actually. Either way, all these dudes that are ballers, now's the time to show it and get right so next week everybody can be damn excited for Baltimore week. Because if they go out there and they beat the Lions 20-17, to 17, are you serious? You want me to buy that they're going to go into M&T Bank Stadium and beat the Ravens? Because Lamar's kicked your tail. I'm not going to buy it. Show me offensively that you're ready to go. That This is a tune-up for what's about to come, which is going to get uh, much tougher with uh, you know two AFC North opponents in the, past, in the next month that uh, could help decide the division. So, yeah, it's uh, – it's a big game for this offense after what has been a, an underwhelming start to the season, I think, which is fair to fair to say. Yeah, let's see them be more consistent. Let's have it not just be Jamar Chase bombs. Although those are fun. Let's find the I, other. Let's yep. find the other ingredients, right? 
All of it. All of it together. Mix it all in. Much Complete like game. the 05, the 05 game against the Lions, where uh the Bengals clinched the division and they won like 40 something to 17. Run that back. I like 40 points. Uh, the Lions offense, I don't think can score 40 points in this game. We'll talk about the keys to the game when the Bengals defense is on the field coming up next. You want to know how the Lions can score 40 points? See, Jake, you set me up. <laughs> if they get on the Built Bar plan, they better get on that thing right now, though. I mean, they better go to BuiltBar.com and order the whole damn factory. Call, call up the CEO of Built Bar. Hey, we need every single Built Bar if Jared Goff is going to put up 40 on Lou Anarumo with the way this defense is playing. And you know, look, I'm not going to say built bars are miracle miracle bars, but I do think they're the best protein bar on the planet. I each want, eat one each and every single day, and whether it's cookies and cream, double chocolate, strawberry, cherry barcia, the occasional limited time flavor like cookie dough, they have something for everybody. They're covered in 100% chocolate, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. So check them out right now, builtbar.com. And when you're there, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Between the two sides of the Detroit Lions that are injured, I think the offense is slightly more injured than the defense, and they're missing some of their best players. TJ Hawkinson's probably going to play. He's still a good player on this team, but he's not like the dominant tight end that I thought he might be. At least he hasn't been in Detroit based on the pre-draft evaluations. But the other guys are going to be playing offense with Jared Goff. Calif Raymond is a former undrafted wide receiver from 2016 he's 5'8 he's one of the lions outside receivers the lions primary slot receiver is amon ross st brown a rookie from this year we all know him from usc they liked him they liked him a lot in the draft i'm I'm sure they did he's 6'1 195 so deandre swift a, a solid running back i mentioned that jamal williams is hurt He's been a really good running back for Detroit this year as well. Part of a two-headed monster a little bit there with DeAndre Swift. So those are like the good players. And the hurt players are guys like Quintez Cephas, who had been their top wide receiver this year. We we talked about Frank Ragnow's hurt. They're missing a tackle. Penny Sewell is struggling. Tyrell Williams, their other guy that was supposed to start for them at wide receiver, is hurt. And I'm just looking at this team. And again, just like the defense, I'm like, okay, how are they – how are they beating you? How is Jared Goff and a ragtag group of skill players, besides DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. how are those guys going to keep up, especially when you have a, a somewhat competent defense out there as, as the Bengals? Yeah, so here's the the blueprint. If there, if there was a blueprint like in my head, like if I had to paint this, not gloom and doom, but awful scenario where we are underwhelmed at, at Sunday at 4.30 Eastern time, let's say is on offense, they sputter. It looks a lot like we've seen, but this is the the defensive segment where it's DeAndre Swift just gives a swift kick to these linebackers, uh, a swift dose of reality in the passing game where he's just 
mixing these guys, and I'm not saying it's realistic, but gets the best of Logan Wilson, gets the best of Jermaine Pratt and Akeem Davis-Gaither. And then a guy like Hawkinson, you, you know, you get him going, you get the running game going a little bit with Swift. You do some play action, Hawkinson uh, on big third downs and in the red zone. Like that That would be kind of the the path. And I'm not saying it's realistic, but that would be kind of the fear. And that's, that's the one thing is I, I think there are going to be some Bengals fans that are like, man, you know how many times I've seen a tight end make a huge, a huge catch. And, and so to play devil's advocate, that would be, you know, if their two best weapons are running back and tight end, that is scary, at least to some that has, uh, you know, that have watched this team for years. The strength of this team, Green Bay notwithstanding, and, you know, 70-yard run for Aaron Jones notwithstanding, should be run defense. They're really good up the middle. Sam Hubbard is supposed to be this elite edge defender in run defense specifically. They're supposedly getting better play from their linebackers. Von Bell, Jesse Bates, very good in run support. And DeAndre Smith, I don't think he's even been their primary ball carrier this year. Like, I'm pretty sure he has 54 rushing attempts this year. Jamal Williams has 55. So, Because he's caught a ton of passes. He's their leading receiver. Yeah, he's doing a lot of work in the passing game. But without Jamal Jamal Williams, can they lean on DeAndre Swift to be a bell cow? Can mm-hmm. can they let him be an every down back? And if it's not him, I think it's a guy up off the practice squad. Is is if I'm recalling correctly, which I might not be, and I don't have their roster up anymore. Uh, Jamar is his first name. I don't remember his last name now. Chase, but like Jermar, not Jamar, no. different guy. Okay. Uh, no. But I, I do wonder, Jamar Jefferson, does that? Anyway, Man, it doesn't uh, matter. If they let Jermar beat them, then damn it, Lou needs to go, go study more. Like, let's be honest here. So your point is a good is a valid one. We don't need to know his last name. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like if if that's who beats you, then well, then you're not for real. Because you can't let Jermar what what, what, what Jermar what Jefferson is, is the name of the guy. And apparently the, the Detroit Lions fans are excited to see what he's got. He hasn't played yet in the NFL, would be making his NFL debut. Apparently oh, yeah. they're they're somewhat excited to see what this guy's got in the see, tank. This is this is another one. It, normally it's quarterbacks, but like I think Bengals fans hear debut and they're like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I mean, all right, I guess. Dude, I'm serious. Like, what are you, dude? I, I because that's the thing is like you, you. We look at it on paper and it's like, all right, well, where's the the path? And a few weeks ago against the Jags before the game, I really did see the path. But there there shouldn't be if if this team is a borderline playoff team, coming off of a loss, you're pretty healthy overall. There shouldn't be a path for the Lions to. To beat you. you know, like if you're truly better than the the because they've been the Vikings, they got in control of that game and then they kind of let them off the hook last week and had to scramble to win. Uh, you can't do that if you're the Bengals, of course, but take control of the game early and it should be okay. But you know, we'll see. Anything can happen, of course. I mean, yeah, any any given Sunday in the NFL, right? Like you see terrible teams beat good teams sometimes. Like crazy things can definitely happen 100%. And and I get that. It's just like at least with Jacksonville, which is another game where I was very confident. Jacksonville had Trevor Lawrence. And before the game, they had LaVisca Chenault. And before the game, they had uh, DJ Chark, who got hurt, unfortunately. And they had a, a guy that was productive at running back last year for him. So they had some guys especially on offense. We were like, there's some skill there at least. And looking at this Detroit team, it's like DeAndre Swift, 
You know, he's pretty good. And Hawkinson. And Hawkinson, but like it's it's not up and down. Like it's so far from from a complete competitive roster that I mean, NFL games are hard. I get that. This team needs to be focused. They need to keep their eye on the prize, but anything short of like a convincing victory would be disappointing for me. And they're three and a half point favorites. So uh, I guess Vegas less confident than me in the Bengals' chances on the road. The other thing that's interesting just popped into my mind, and we don't have to go into this too much today, James, is like home field advantage apparently the last two years, three years maybe, two years though for sure, including this year, doesn't exist in the NFL anymore. Like there, there appears to be, according to what I've read, like this mysterious vanishing of home field advantage in the NFL where home teams aren't winning significantly more than road teams right now. Hmm. That's, I mean, part of that, you would say last year, right? COVID, there is no home field advantage, yeah. but this year that that's and it's a small sample size, but that it's something it's interesting. And you're in a dome. How loud are the lions fans actually going to be at Owen five? How packed will that stadium be? You know, all, all questions. And yeah, there, there's a path. But again, if this team wants to be taken serious at all, at all, and they are by some, that, then you got to go handle your business. Yeah. Because for me, I didn't really learn a lot about this team losing to Green Bay like they did. I thought Green Bay played awful. I thought Green Bay was injured. And I thought that the Bengals let them off the hook. Now, that's my 1,000-foot view looking back. So I didn't have this takeaway like, oh, they went blow for blow with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Oh, no, bull, bull crap, all right? I thought they should have won that game. So looking at this game, and maybe I hold them to too high of standards. We'll see this weekend. I think – should I get into my prediction, by the way? Yeah, let's I do think it. they should they should handle business, and they better damn well handle business. Will it be – this 40 to seven blow. I, I don't think so. I, I think that the lions could manufacture some points, especially early um, just because again, it's an NFL game, but as the game goes on one, the offense should get off to a good start. And as the game goes on, that should continue. I'm going to take the Bengals as I try to get to 500, Jake, this is a big week for me personally, because if I get the 500, all the chatter of, oh, James's predictions, well, that goes out the window, and, you know, I can give him one of these. So uh, hopefully people just understand that friend's reference from YouTube, uh, that watched on YouTube. I will take the Bengals 34 to 17. Zach, you better top the 30-point mark this week or you're grounded. <laughs> just, like, uh, just like the cart. The cart got cut out of one of the pictures today but was still present. Luckily, long live the cart. Carts and music stands. Uh, I, I like that prediction, James. I think that that is a reasonable idea for this game. It seems like something that uh, should should be well within reach for the Bengals on, on Sunday in Detroit. Next time we talk to you will be after the Bengals play the Detroit Lions. I'll and we'll have uh, some post-game reactions for you. Hopefully we're in a good mood, James. Looking forward to that. Until next time, Bengals fans, Hootay and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.